I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. We're two whiskey pals serving a weekly whiskey podcast and rocking your whiskey world. Exploring the whiskies and distilleries of the world and meeting amazing people along the way. We'll be sticking our noses into our jams and all things whiskey. So fill your whiskey glass and join the fun. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Howdy partners, today we are sampling Tomatin Distillery's Italian collection. Super exciting. I was about to say Arrivederci for hi, but Inca reminded me that that means bye, so I'll not bother with any more Italian in this episode. Ah, ciao, salve. Okay, so let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news before we stick our noses into these whiskey glasses. Stick your nose in it. Don't believe everything you hear in this podcast because Octomore is still available. On the previous episode, we accidentally, mistakenly said that Octomore is no more, but it's just the 14th series and we've been advised by Pruladi that there will be more series in the future. So Octomore is still here just not the 14th series. Trade Union Unite has confirmed that more than 500 employees of Shivas Brothers Distilleries in Scotland will go on strike this month. The move comes after the whisky company failed to improve on its pay increase offer, having announced an eye-watering profit last year. The strikes will take place from the 11th to 14th of December and will see a series of 24-hour stoppages across various Shivas Brothers facilities. In addition, a ban on overtime and short-notice shifts will also be in effect from the 11th of December. So it looks like people are following through with their, I was going to say threats to strike, but their call to action. I think it was 6.4% increase that they were offering and then most of the people declined it. So we'll see what happens. Mm. The value of fine and rare whiskey auctions has declined. Although the volume has increased by 10%, according to a report from corporate finance boutique Noble & Co., the report found that the value of bottles sold for more than £1,000 at auction fell by 7% year-on-year, although the volume increased to more than 8,500 sales in year to October. And the report comprises more than 3.20 million data points from more than 160,000 transactions over the past 12 months. Blanco said these numbers suggest inflation is impacting investors' confidence in the rarest and most expensive whiskies. Oh, people saving those pennies. Yeah, like... All the millionaires still saving. Yeah. Bordeaux Index has brought back its 12 casks of Christmas campaign for a second year, which see a new cask of investment-grade whiskey available to purchase each day. Investors interested in expanding their collection through the ultra-luxury advent calendar. This must be for the people with money that aren't feeling shy to open the purses. <laughs> And this will start on the 1st of December and needs uh, people need to sign up via dedicated form online to receive an email of the cask as it goes on sale. Much like an advent calendar, each festive cask will only be revealed on the day, meaning those wanting a particularly special Christmas surprise this year will have to act fast, Bordeaux Index said. Although the current collection are not being revealed in advance, last year's collection saw whiskey such as Dalwain, Sherry Butt, 2007, Royal Buckler, Sherry Butt 2012, and Glenrothes Hogshead 
2007. This is crazy. I saw the prices from last year, like some of those were £24,000. What? I know. It's like, seriously, rich people, fun and games. Mm, indeed. Yeah, there wasn't many news actually this week, really. Nothing super exciting. Few like bottles or things like that, but it was quiet in the whiskey front, surprisingly, so close to Christmas. Nothing rocking your world news wise. No. Whiskey Sisters Whiskey Update. We have news of our own. Drumroll. So we have been doing the podcast for two years now. God, time flies when you're having fun. For sure. When you're drinking. Yes. And we feel like it's time for something new, new adventures. So we've been releasing episodes most weeks apart from our breaks, and we will keep doing so until we hit 70 episodes. So Whiskey Sisters podcast, our last episode will be on the 20th of December, 2023. Yes, Christmas special and the final. So we will still be Whiskey Sisters. We will Hell be, yeah! Yeah, we'll be doing fun stuff together and we are open for new adventures we sure are we've not secretly fallen out and clawing for the whiskey sisters (laughs) podcast empire and impersonating each other there's nothing as salacious and juicy as that but yes as inca says we're off to have more fun Whiskey Sisters! Tomatin Distillery regularly releases special limited edition series using casts from various countries. They have previously presented a collection of casts from France and Portugal. And for those of you that listened to our Portugal episode, we hope you enjoyed that. You might want to check it out if you haven't already. In September this year, they revealed the latest in the series, Italian Collection. All three releases were distilled on the 6th of December 2010 and left to mature for 10 years in ex-bourbon casks. And in February 2021, the spirit was moved into Italian wine casks for further two years before being bottled at 46% APV. And all these three releases are priced at £70. Not too shabby. Dram on fire. Okay, first up is the Marsala edition. Marsala wine is a fortified wine made in Sicily. Marsala is most used in cooking to create nutty, rich, caramelized sauces. The most common flavors are juicy vanilla, brown sugar, stewed apricot, and tamarind. Marsala wine ranges from a nearly dry style to very sweet. So it's first up, Inca. What are you thinking about the color of this? It's um, kind of, I couldn't find the words for it actually, because it's quite dark here again, but I think it's kind of dark gold or kind of autumnal color. Is it just me at all, all three of the drums that we're trying to do kind of the same color? Yeah, I was thinking the same. They are very similar. Maybe the Barolo was the darkest. Mm. There shouldn't be any colorings. It's just coincidence. Yeah, I thought they were all kind of fairly light golden. Yeah, do you think they have like a slightly kind of brownish or reddish hue? Like a maybe actually, because I've kind of like thought almost like a peach juice hue on the on yeah, the color. Exactly. So how's the nose for you? Mm, delicious. Peach crumble, marzipan, almond essence, 
freshly laundered clothing with jasmine fabric conditioner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I found it then a wee bit more caramelized, like soft caramel toffees. I thought it was delumptious on the nose. Or maybe even sweetness of freshly made Krispy Kreme donuts opening the box. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I was getting kind of barley at first and some dried fruits on porridge. Okay. Um, and kind of like distillery smell. You know, like when you walk around distilleries and you get all yeah, these yeah, smells yeah. when the whiskey's being made. Like a fruity uh, fermentation is yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that. Then I was getting some cranberries and rye bread cooked in milk. I know it Ooh. sounds gross, but it's stuff that my mom used to always make when we didn't have any food in the house. So she would just cook stale rye bread, cover it in butter, fry it in a pan and then put milk over it. Too cute. I was wondering if it was like a French toast situation, like eggy bread there for a minute, but nah, just milk and butter. Yeah, it's like you cook it in the milk and the bread sucks the, a lot of the milk and gets all soggy and stuff. It's pretty gross, but I used to love it. I was going to say, is it tasty? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I actually did, but I don't know if I would like it now. Wouldn't be too excited now. No. But um, yeah, I like the smell. So how about the palate? So I found it less sweet on the palate, kind of lemon zesty, those kind of ginger spicy, white paper spice. But then the kind of in the mouth, it felt almost like popping candy for a little bit. Not like because it was super duper spicy, but just it felt a wee bit like zingtastic in the inner cheeks of my mouth. Then it's soft and, and went sweeter, like that juicy, damp sponge pudding with like a toffee sauce. And I was enjoying that sweetness coming through. Mm. Oh, actually, I forgot to say with the air, once it opens up on the nose, I was also getting like candied orange peel mm. and kind of like Christmassy smells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some citrus and kind of just like red winey smells like tannins maybe okay cool so funny that i on the palate i was getting more sweeter notes at okay. first so i was getting white chocolate coated raisins mm. then you know like those dairy-free vanilla pudding kind of slightly custardy dessert oh, yeah. things. uh christmas cake with vanilla icing mm-hmm and just loads of Christmassy baking spices. Oh, nice. And some Italian blood orange. But I don't know if I was just in the mood for Italian <laughs> blood orange. <laughs> nice. With the air, I think it got a little bit spicier and more citrusy and a bit some vanilla as well. Mm. And the finish for me was kind of like medium to longy lingery and kind of more of the same from the palate. I've not got anything too specific on the finish tasting note wise. No, I was thinking like citrus and kind of just those sweeter notes from the oak. I quite enjoyed that. Oh, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you didn't think your your vibe didn't sound too enthused. <laughs> like it was nice. It wasn't like I didn't rock my boat, but. Okay. It was also kind of nice. like definitely the air really helped. There was no engine raving, but you were kind of putting along quite the thing. Yeah, I quite liked the whole Christmassy vibe. Um, nice. On the nose, I wasn't too keen at first, but the, with the air, it definitely opened up a bit more. Like, you know, it was easy zipper. So, okay. Next up is the Amarone edition, which actually Scott the master blender told me that he was really keen to do Amarone cask because he loves the Aran Amarone. 
you know oh that, yeah. that's nice yeah. so he wanted to see how it would work with tomatin so that's why they did so, this excuse one? me Inca mm-hmm. Inca Larissa you've not really told me or the listeners anything about your visit there oh I have not no it was really good I've, I have some spill trouble. the tea of tomatin I had a little bit of trouble with the trains so my visit was pretty quick um unfortunately so it was quite rushed but it was still really nice so I just had a private tour with Scott and we like talked about the like the distillery ethos and like how they're very um like like they have a strong sense of community there and stuff um and then yeah just walked around the distillery and it was much smaller than I thought yeah so then and then we just did the tasting and tried the core range the whole core range with the cask strength and everything else and the 36 year old which was really surprising it was very fruity so i got a little sample i'm actually gonna do a little instagram live with scott on the 12th of december or through on the source again with tomatin distillery so please come and join us very nice and And we'll go through more stuff with that with him then okay and did it have cute shaped stills yeah, I'll share some pictures. They were really nice and small and not like chunky ones. They were kind of a little bit different. And most importantly, did they have a good gift shop? Yes, but I didn't have too much time to look around. But there was oh, loads no. of goodie. I know. There was loads of good stuff. They did give me a little goodie bag to take with me. Very nice. I didn't really have too much time to browse, which was I do like a whiskey trinket and a whiskey snack to go on my way. I know. Yes. And I've written a blog post about it as well. So if anyone's interested, just go and have a look at that. And yeah, join us up for the live on the 12th. See, listeners, so she's luring us to the On The Sauce Again blog. She's not giving us the full lowdown and luring us <laughs> to the blog. Quite right, Inca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good fun. I, I really want to go back as though because I felt like it was a bit rushed, but mm, mm-hmm. it was nice. Back to Amarone. Amarone is uh, Italian red wine made from partially dried grapes. And because of the amount of fruit that goes into the bottle, as well as long fermentation and aging process, Amarone wine has a rich and powerful flavor and high alcohol content. Amarone is intensely rich, yet elegant, full-bodied red wine with plenty of sour cherries, some smokiness even, uh, the baguette. Of aromas include blackberry, ripe berries, tobacco, licorice, and medium acidity with massive red and black fruit notes, basically. So, so how did you find this whiskey on the nose? I'm I really want to know because I had an interesting experience. You know what? I was getting quite a lot um similarities, like that kind of barley vibe at the beginning. Then home-baked bread, that kind of quite dense bread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and sweet red apple, some raisins. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then kind of like a hay or like dried grass or like that kind of dried some sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like rocking my boat on the nose. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I was expecting something else. I was also expecting something else. I didn't get too much initially. I felt I was really having to seek as I stuck my nose in it. I did get kind of fermented damp leaves or, you know, a bit kind of damp umbrella. Then I was getting kind of lemony zest on the nose. As I've gone back now with air, wee bit sweeter, maybe kind of juicy marshmallow. When you were seeing raisins and stuff, I was like, yeah, I can totally get on board with that. What do you call the type of melon that's got an orange flesh? Oh, um, 
it's not honeydew. I don't know what, I can't remember off cantaloupe. the top of my head. Cantaloupe. And maybe a bit of cantaloupe melon. But it was kind of vague on the nose for me. Yeah, and I think I actually had to kind of check, double check the age of these ones because I thought it smelled really young for me. Mm-hmm. What about the palate? How did you find it? So I was getting subtle ginger mm-hmm. and then something salty and I was th- thinking about this for a while and then I decided that it's salt and honey coated almonds. Yum. I may have eaten quite a lot of honey salted nuts at the weekend, full disclosure. Yeah, so good, hey? Finney's birthday cake. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> what the hell is that? It's basically just like a sponge cake with loads of whipped cream and strawberries and like jam. Too cute. That must be why you love your whipped cream, Inca. Oh my God, love it so much. And yeah, amarena cherries. Mmm, nice. I'm sipping on it now as I'm listening to your notes. I'm enjoying it more than I did initially. When I initially had a taste, I found it very citrusy, overpoweringly lemony. Maybe some kind of short crust, not very sweet pastry notes that led into an oaky finish. So I wasn't getting much and I just found it difficult to discern what was going on. But I'm finding it gentler now. That's interesting. I didn't really get much citrus. Although on the finish, I was getting strawberry infused balsamic vinegar, but like in a good way, you know, like balsamic vinegar is aged and it really, can be really dense and rich. Yeah, yeah. And heavy. Oh, nice. Mm. So I was getting a little bit of that. So that kind of has maybe a, the acidity is a little bit kind of citrusy, I yes. guess. Yes. And then the finish finish, <laughs> long finish, was strawberries and cream lollipops you know those ones what is oh, that lollipop yeah brand? yeah that kind of milky strawberry wow we've got really different tasting experiences there but i love to hear that it was too tart for me that's funny i didn't really get that so much yeah i want what you're drinking but we yeah. are drinking the same thing i know they were definitely labeled properly and there's <laughs> yeah, like they're one super... two three and all that <laughs> yeah i know so i also compared this to Aran Amareone because I happen to have a bottle at home so which is 50% ABV so they're very different though aren't they because I don't know if you remember Aran because it's a while since you probably tried it but that one is more vibrant on the nose had more like uh, more like a dark chocolate and kind of marmalade notes Mm -hmm. and it was just Mm -hmm. much more kind of vibrant I guess and it was sweeter on the palate with dark chocolate ice cream, cherry cake, and pan au chocolate, or whatever you call it. Oh, yeah, that pastry with the chocolate. Yeah, so it was much more sweeter and chocolatey compared to then the tomatin is more, what is the word? There is some like fruity, obviously, those strawberry notes, but it's lighter as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, interesting. The hugely different tasting experience then too with the same finish or, you know, from Amarone. Not, we're not saying the same source of Amarone, but yeah. Okay, and third up is Barolo Edition. Barolo is a red wine produced in the Piedmont region of Italy. The wines are made from Nebolo. How do you say that? Is that right? Nebbiolo, yeah. <laughs> a small, thin-skinned grape. Oh, maybe it doesn't take criticism very well then. Generally high in acid and tannins, Barolos are often compared to the great Pinot Noirs of Burgundy. Rose flower 
tar and dried herbs and aromas are frequently associated with Barolo wines. The taste can vary depending on the vintage year and the particular winery you purchase your wine from. However, some of the general flavour characteristics of Barolo include cherry, violet, rose, red fruit, sweet spice and earth tones. Mm, yeah, I do like a Barolo. Mm, my, I don't really like red wine, but my other half does. And he talks about a slice of red wine, a Barolo, as if it's like quite like, I don't know, like a bit heavier than some other yeah, red wines. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Yeah, it can be. And it's kind of nice wintry wine mm. for sure. So, yeah, I think this one um, was probably the darkest in color of all three. How was the noise for you on this one? A wee bit more candied sweetness, so Christmas candy canes, red plump grapes, red wine vinegar, a bit of hay barn, and less sweet than I expected. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit on those tannins. Um, I was getting dried fruits, damp forest walk, kind of mushroomy edge in there, mm-hmm. cherry yogurt. Oh, good call. Black currant cordial. My mum used to always make her own that was I was thinking that and cranberries and red apple mm. so very kind of autumnal fle- uh, aromas for sure nice palette chat to me about the palette uh I found this the sweetest of all three no did you yeah and also kind of spiciest as well I was getting rosemary yeah I'll read my own handwriting <laughs> rosemary i was getting toasted oak almonds i don't know what that says there was some caramel you tell me what you were getting and i'll try to read this (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't get much i found it quite peppery again and quite lemony and i was really finding hard to push past that i didn't find it particularly sweet i found the marsala cask finish that we tried first sweeter let me go in again Maybe with air in the glass, somewhat sweeter. But no, I just find it like a bit spicy and citrusy. Oh, I wasn't really get get citrus. I don't know what that says. But anyway, so I don't know. I was getting like the oaky spices and the almonds. But there was definitely caramel sweetness. And the finish was kind of creamy-ish. And I was thinking also potato peel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, wait. Oh, my palate doesn't like that one at all. I need to cleanse my palate with the Marsala cast. <laughs> Excuse me. Your writing must be as scrappy as ever. Yeah. I'm thinking it might say cranberry. <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> and I don't have any left, so I can't try it again. I get the sense if I was at a tasting of these three... I'd be now starting to feel a wee bit gallus because I was in my third dram, but I'd be looking around at people that didn't like the first dram and hoping they would offer me their glass. And I'd say, do you want, do you want these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I would like, to, like, if the nose from the Barolo would, like, I like the nose from the Barolo the best. Uh-huh. And the palette of... I don't know. Maybe Marsala, the best. I'm all about the Marsala. I'd buy a bottle of that. I thought it was juicy and delicious in the nose. It went down a tree. I've totally tanned my sample and the other two I could take or leave. 
Yeah, and you know, I I did prefer the Portuguese collection. I have to admit. Pains me, but I have to admit. Well, Inca, I did say, now, Jennifer, go in without cognitive bias, right? <laughs> this is not a war between you and Inca for Italy and Portugal. But flavor-wise, I guess I did um, enjoy the Portuguese ones more. But I really, really liked the Marsala one. I know. It's funny, though, that our tasting notes were fairly different as well. Yeah, because quite but, often there'll be some thread of similarity, won't yeah. there? Yeah. So it would be quite a, would be interesting. Like it would be nice to have a little bit more, so I could just go back and try another time because sometimes that helps as well. But for you sure, know, if you end up getting a bottle of marsala, then you can share. We can share. Whiskey sisters, whiskey fact. Have you tried any tomato in core range whiskies? Do you know? I'm not sure is the answer to that because I have been at Whiskey Festival and it all got a bit hazy. I think I was at the Tomatin stall once and I think I was enjoying them, but I can't give you any yeah. articulate feedback. I'm not sure. So, but I do have a kind of like, oh yeah, I like that whiskey in my head, you know? So yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. So basically they have the legacy 12-year-old, 14-year-old cask strength and 18-year-old. Of course, I visited the distillery recently and did the tasting. Scott basically told me that the legacy release was, in fact, selected by the distillery workers and their families and friends, which is really cute. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, so the distillery basically has a strong sense of community and it almost does like it does feel like a small village. They have 30 cottages dotted around the distillery, um, most of which are occupied either current employees and their families or retired employees of that's the so nice isn't it several occasions scott was saying how the community lies at the heart of every aspect of the brand from like cooperage to actual whiskey selection and many people have worked there for their whole working life so wow. it's really they had signatures on this room from people who used to work there and there's different generations as well so like oh like whole families been working there it's quite cool that's very nice. Yeah, so back to legacy bottling. Um, the distillery or the distillers created different patches and gave the staff samples to take home to try with the family and friends. And then they submit their favorites. And it was almost unanim unanimously. Better out, Inca. Or pretty much everyone selected. <laughs> 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 we was everyone selected the current legacy release so that's so nice that yeah. was nice that everyone actually enjoyed it the most and that then became the first of the core range basically and it that's... celebrates the community and their commitment to their craft well that's a wholesome fact as we hurtle towards the festive season yes and if anyone wants to know, if I, I should have just let you go to the blog post. But anyway, the 14-year-old is my fave. Ooh. And also do like the 18-year-old and the cask strength. <laughs> 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 I like most of them, but yeah, I like the 14-year-old. That support cask finish, so mm, yeah. I downed my sample very quickly when I was there. <laughs> Always a good sign. Yeah. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast.
Okay, lovelies, next week we are exploring some interesting and unique cask finishes and we will be looking into the rules of whiskey ageing and we'll chat about tequila casks and more. Can't wait. I love tequila and I'm always interested in tequila cask finished whiskey, so yay. Tequila, it makes her happy. Yeah, it does make me dance. <laughs> and we hope we've not made our listeners sad by saying that we will be rounding off our recording days. If you have any questions or anything you want us to cover in our final episodes, be sure and hit us up with a message and let us know. Yes, and meanwhile, you can still follow us uh, on Instagram at Whiskey Sisters Podcast, X Whiskey Sisters, and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. And, you know, we will still have our episodes available to all to listen even after we wrap it up so you can have us on repeat if you like what you hear yeah you can start again from the beginning (laughs) that's two years worth of episodes come on exactly and hear my tasting notes oh it's uh, juicy and delicious arrivederci (gasps) adios portugal won and italy didn't na 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 see you next time honey see you next week may your glass be full and your dram on fire.